ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to enter the R&B beef. Now, don't get it twisted. It's not a real beef. Nobody's going to get hurt. Uh, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to enter a R&B beef that has been brewing for the better part of a year now. Uh, As many of you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, there's been a R&B beef that has been raging between uh, some fellow podcasters. Uh, Some dust was kicked up, if you will. (laughs) and said dust was mainly kicked up by none other than my brother Baylor aka BTG for president that's the name of his podcast Baylor the great uh for president um Baylorism you guys have seen him he's been on here before uh cat that I gotten to know uh very well and someone I consider to be a little brother more on that in a second but before I get into me and Baylor, let me just give you a little backdrop as to how we got to this place. Now, Baylor has comported himself as being a, a, a R&B renaissance man. Like he talks about on his podcast from time to time how great his R&B is. And he talks about and he plays the songs. And don't get me wrong. He's played some smokers on his podcast, right? And I bob to him, you know, and, and I think he has a, a very good ear for great R&B. But in the midst of him talking about his podcast, <laughs> my brother Baylor decided to drag in some fellow podcasters, if you will. Uh, he's talked about uh, Doug from the Struggle Play podcast. Shout out to Doug. Uh, he's talked about Jay from Jay's Quick Three. Uh, shout out to Jay. And he's also talked about Brit from the I Can Talk About This All Day podcast. Shout out to Brit. And all of whom have all been on this podcast. And I've been on their podcast well as well. Except with well, the exception of Brit. I haven't been on her podcast yet. She just got started. Uh, that being said, Baylor has really, you know, called us out, if you will. And, you know, over a period of time, you know, a couple of episodes, he took a couple of shots at me. And so that's why I named this episode don't tease your brother, Baylor, because <laughs> I'm the big brother. And again, he's like a little brother to me. Uh, Baylor, I've been rocking with Baylor probably since like 2021. Uh, I'd seen him way before that, seen and heard his podcast before. And then we just kind of linked up on here. And uh, he's one of the few podcasters that I actually met. Um, I think I told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, in 2021, me and my family, we were out in L.A. for a week. For Thanksgiving, and uh, Baylor's from thanks from uh, <laughs> tongue tied. Baylor's from L.A., and so he was out there uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, he's originally born and raised East Side. Shout out to the East Side. And so you know, I told him, "Hey man, me and the family are gonna be out there. We'll be at Disneyland, whatever, whatever. If we can link up, cool. If we can't, that's cool too." And so you know, he's like, "Yeah," he said, "I'm gonna pull up." And so the Friday after Thanksgiving, right? We were out. We were like in Hollywood. And he hit me up. He's like, yo, where you at? And I was like, me and the family, we're out in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're doing the sign, all this stuff, like the tour shit. 
And he's like, what y'all doing later? I was like, well, we're going to LA Live. And then when we leave LA Live, we're going to the Laker game because the Lakers were playing the Kings that night. And um, LA Live is right next to the Staples Center. So he's like, all right, bet. He's like, I'm going to pull up at the Staples Center. It's like, okay. So we get to LA Live. We're kicking it, got something to eat or whatever. And lo and behold, Baylor, he, he told me he was leaving. I think he was leaving work. Now, I'm not really, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with LA. And I don't know where he came from. <laughs> I knew he was leaving work. And if you've ever been to LA, you know how the traffic is out there. Surprisingly, the traffic wasn't as bad. But it, again, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And this dude drove, I don't know. I know it took him probably at least an hour to get to where he was, from where he was to where we were at LA Live and came through just like he said we chopped it up about 15 minutes introduced him to the family flicked it up for the gram as as thus you see the uh the cover art and uh then we went in the laker game and i mean since then man we've been tight ever since uh you know we text each other every other day um send voice notes the whole night we talk about podcasts we talk about life with just a lot of stuff i mean like so and he's often said that i'm like the big brother he never had and so I feel good about that. And I, I really feel even better saying that, you know, sometimes as the big brother, you have to virtually slap your little brother around just to let him know, you know, you just want to touch, you don't want to hurt him because mama, you know, mama, mama don't like for you to hurt your little brother, but you want to just kind of touch him up a little bit just to make sure that they know who's the big brother. Now, second point, Baylor was born in 1982, right? 12 Kyle, I was born in 1972. So I got 10 years up on the land, right? So I got more music experience. So you can't talk about R&B with me because my R&B is just different. I mean, like, <laughs> no disrespect, but his R&B is not touching my R&B. But don't get it, don't get it twisted. I have, and I will jam to the R&B that he posted. Because I mean, he, he put, he put out some great music. But that being said, his R&B ain't touching mine. <laughs> In fact, his R&B isn't close to touching mine. Now, Baylor will tell you on his podcast that he is, even though he was born in the 80s, he's an 80s baby. He loved the 80s, and there's no other era better than the 80s. And he's, tr he's, he's telling the truth. But with that being said, I'm going to give him the 80s. I ain't even going to. My, my 80s, I, not, I don't want to say bag. My 80s luggage <laughs> is extensive. So on this episode, I'm going to show Baylor that you can't tease your big brother because your big brother knows. And what's interesting was he texted me right before we entered 2024. At the time of this recording, it's 2024. He hit me up, I think, a couple of days before the new year. He's like, yeah, man, I think I'm dead. The R&B And I said, no, don't do that. <laughs> I said, don't do that. Don't do that. And just the other day, he FaceTimed me. And when he FaceTimed me, he had Uncle Dolomite at his crib. Shout out to Uncle, Uncle Dolomite from the Too Much Game podcast. It's another brother y'all need to check out. It's my man right there. Compton's own Uncle Dolomite. And um, I told him, I was like, the podcast has come. And I had a couple of technical difficulties in putting this thing together, but damn it is here. <laughs> So without further ado, Bill, I'm going to give you just a taste of how we give it up in the 90s. 
excuse me, in the 80s. Because when I, I ain't touching the if I bought the 90s, it really wouldn't be fair. My RB from the 90s is extensive, right? So it, it wouldn't even be fair, Baylor, if I if I gave you if I gave you the 90s. You just need just the 80s. I'm gonna give you a small pocket of the 80s, right? I'm gonna give you a small, small pocket of the 80s. Now, shout out and salute to those of you who are watching and listening on um, YouTube. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to hear this because once I play the music, I think YouTube will take it down. So I'm going to put it up on YouTube. If they keep it, they, it's, it's cool. But if they take it down, hey, it's, you know, it is what it is. If you just see me sitting here bobbing my head, then that means you don't hear anything, but I hear the music. Nonetheless, let me get it started, man. All right, so this is how we're going to do it, Baylor. Because again, I have to touch you up a little bit. You got to learn. You you, But you know what? Like the old saying goes, you're going to learn today. <laughs> you may not have ever learned before, but you're going to learn today. Check this out. All right, this first joint I'm going to play. I mean, El DeBarge, the DeBarge family, all this love. He starts it off with, I had some problems, and no one can seem to solve them. But you found the answer and told me to take a chance and learn the ways of love. Come on, Bill. No, nobody's singing like that. You know what? Instead of me talking, let me let L talk to you. I mean, that's dope in and of itself right there. <laughs> I could stop right there, but I'm not. We, I, I, I'm just getting started, Bill. I'm, I'm just getting started. Um, so, yeah, the great thing about the music in the 80s, Bill, is that like we really, really did a good job of singing about love. It wasn't so much about, you know, yeah, let me jump your bones. Let me beat it up. <laughs> let me wear it out. It wasn't like that. It was really about love. But, but we did have some songs about creeping. And this one right here is no exception to the rule. 
check out Shirley Murdoch's As We Lay. Man, listen, that joint right there, that, that joint is special. It's funny because this song came out in 86, Baylor. 86, you were what, four years old? I was 14. So that, that that's the difference, Baylor. You, you didn't know no better. I mean, four years old, you ain't even on your tricycle yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the room now with Boombox listening to Shirley Murdoch when it's time for me to go to sleep. So here's the thing about this particular song. This song is, is Shirley is, she's telling a story, right? Shirley has a man. In fact, I think it's not far to say that Shirley's married. Shirley's married and the guy that she's creeping with is married as well, right? And they made love that night, fell asleep, and then they wake up the next morning and they realize that they have to go their separate ways. But here's the even more interesting part about this story and this song and the story that goes along with this song, Baylor. Shirley Murdoch, this song really goes from a R&B song and then you hear the song take off at its crescendo. <laughs> SAT verbal word right there, Baylor. You hear it at its crescendo, and it sounds like a gospel choir has entered the room. If you don't believe me, check it out.
I mean, that's crazy in and of itself to me that you go from an R&B song <laughs> to uh, a gospel song about laying up with the next man. Um, and, and again, that's just that's just a small piece of what the '80s were. Just a small piece. Again, I, I'm just I'm giving you I'm giving you little little snippets of of what the '80s were. Um, I, I I would be remiss if I talked about the '80s and I didn't give you a banger, Baylor. This was a banger in the '80s. One of the greatest singers ever, any generation, Marvin Gaye. Sexual healer. Now, I mean, now that was the joint. That that <laughs> make no mistake about it. That was the joint, the jam. Um, the interesting thing about that was I, I always remember the video, and like <laughs> Marvin had black women and he had white women, and he actually caught some flack for having white women in his video. I do remember that. I do remember that. But I mean, Marvin was man. We lost Marvin, man, in the eighties, obviously. Uh, way too tragically and way too soon uh, as you guys know tragically murdered by his father um but even before that man marvin was such a superstar baylor do you remember baylor you you probably I'm, you know what i this next thing i'm gonna tell you about i know that you don't remember it because you were not born when this happened you weren't born so if you go back to 1982 la forum the All-Star Game. Marvin Gaye sang the national anthem. The national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. You you it had that was 
February of 92, excuse me, 82. You were born in December of 82. So you don't you weren't even born yet. Check that out. Can you see? Nobody <laughs> on any of your playlists, nobody in any of your categories is touching and coming out and singing the national anthem. Nobody. No. And then to make a jazzy version like that, man, listen, they would throw your little singers out of the, <laughs> throw your little singer, singers out of the fabulous form so fast, man. And the fabulous form right there in Inglewood in your backyard. Come on, Bill. Come on. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Um, then there were other jams like Another joint that comes to mind for me, uh, <laughs> you this guy, you guys know him as a skit. Rick James. Rick James is beyond a Chappelle show skit. Rick James, let me tell you something. Rick James, in his era, when he was at his peak, listen, it wasn't a lot of people could touch Rick James. I'm going to be honest. It was not a lot of people that could touch Rick James. And I mean, Rick, not only was Rick dope, but Rick went to battle with the network. He went to battle against King Kong. 
I remember Rick had a legit beef with MTV. <laughs> Rick said, and I quote, I don't understand how you can play Michael Jackson and Prince videos and you can't play mine. He went to battle with MTV because he felt like he wasn't getting enough shine. And he was telling the truth. They weren't playing his videos. They were playing Michael Jackson and Prince. Those were, at one point in time, they were the only black males who saw airtime on MTV. And truth was, MTV was scared of Rick James. But I mean, when he gave you joints like this, Fire and Desire, come on, man. What are we talking about? Talk to him, Rick. Wow. Life must be treating you well. Oh, me? Well, I've just been doing the same old thing I've always been doing. You know, I've got a new lady now. And it's a little different than it was when I was with you. You know, I think back to when we met. The way I used to be and the cold way I used to act. But more than that, I think of how you changed me with your love sensitivity remember when I used to All right, so this next joint, the group is LTD. The singer, the great Jeffrey Osborne. Now, I got a story about this, and I, I didn't find this out about this song in particular until years later, like just maybe about four years ago that I found this, heard, heard about this story. All right, so Baylor, check this out. Jeffrey Osborne is in the group LTD, right? The song is called Love Ballad. It is one of the best, hands down, one of the best R&B songs in the 80s. You can make a case that it's one of the best R&B songs. It's, it's definitely a top 50 R&B song, right? So Jeffrey Osborne comes to the studio. The rest of the band is supposed to be there. They're not there. It's just Jeffrey Osborne and the engineer. So the engineer says, hey, well, you know, we got, the, we got it pulled up. You want to run through it? 
And he's like, nah, he's like, I want to wait for the band. So they he waited and waited. And then keep in mind, this is the 80s. There's no cell phones. There's no Twitter. There's nothing for him to take up his time, right? So Jeffrey Osborne then, you know, sits back, reads the paper. Now, as he's reading the paper, he's stewing because he's mad because the group doesn't show up. And this is a studio session that they paid for. And, and the group's not there. And nobody from LTD is in the studio. Just Jeffrey Osborne, who, again, is the lead singer. So... Jeffrey Osborne goes into the booth and he does this. Now, he sang that song, the song as we hear it, as constructed, in one take. What you hear, that there's been no alterations, Baylor, there's been nothing. That one vocal that he did was what we heard because he was so upset that they didn't show up that he told the studio engineer, I'm going to lay down his vocal and then I'm leaving. Because in his mind, he'd wasted his time. So... What we hear is what he did in one take, which is, is amazing. That never happens. Of course, yeah, you hear rappers talk about, yeah, I sang, I, I rapped this in one take and I got out of there. And you hear, you know, Jay-Z, you always say that he did it in one take. It's a whole lot easier to do in rap because you're rapping, but to sing an entire song with background vocals and do it in one take, amazing. And the studio engineer confirmed that when Jeffrey Osborne was done, he took his headphones off, grabbed his keys, 
walked out of the building and never came back. The band members would come back the next day and they hear this song and they're like, well, how, how and when did he do this? Because for whatever reason, they didn't know. They they just didn't show up. But yeah, Bill, I mean, no, no nobody on your playlist is doing a one take. Nobody. And I mean, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't, that just enhances the legend of the song. Don't get me wrong. I mean, most people can't do a song in one take, but that just goes to show you, Bill, at it. You you're not messing with this era, Bill. You're not touching it. You're not, there's nobody in your playlist can do that. Nobody. Um, another jam. All right, check this out. So back in the day, there used to be this thing come on, on, come on the radio called The Quiet Storm. Now, The Quiet Storm was the late night dedication hour. And in my hometown of Florence, South Carolina, uh, they used to play The Quiet Storm. And every night, The Quiet Storm would come on about 10, 11 o'clock or whatever. And those would be the songs that you'd listen to as you get into bed and you know, you're sitting there daydreaming or whatever like that, getting ready for the next day or whatever the case may be, depending on how old you were. And so this song right here is by a group called The Art of Noise. And the song is called Moments in Love. And what's dope about this song, Bill, is there are no words to the song. And on the Quiet Storm show in my hometown, they would play this song when the Quiet Storm came on and they would play it when the Quiet Storm went off two or three hours later. Really, really dope song. Check it out.
Now, again, there's no words. <laughs> no words to the song at all. And when the, when the beat drops, man, listen. Again, y'all, Bailey, you're not touching it, Bailey. Come on. What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about here? Um, so now I gave you just a little bit of what I'm talking about, right? But let me give you, let me give you some, let me give you some songs, some joints that I got not only just memories of, but I got stories with. And that's another thing, Bailey. See, you got these little songs that last that last like a minute and a half. And I mean, I, I peeped your playlist, man. Listen, I don't know what it is with today's RB, but or what they call RB. But if you got a song, your song is like a minute and a half. That's not a song. It's an interlude. Stop doing that. I don't know why these young artists do that. It's a, I, saw, I saw a song on Spotify the other day. The song was literally a minute and 15 seconds. That's not a song. <laughs> so what are y'all doing? Y'all wasting up time. Um, no wonder your albums are like 15 seconds long. Um, but yeah, there's a story that goes along with all of these songs right here, right? So I'm gonna take it back. This is like late 80s. Um, I'm in middle school. Uh, there's a group called the Force MDs, and they had this song called Tender Love. And the song went a little bit like this. Here's the funny thing. The piano part in Tender Love, everybody loved. So I remember being at school and there was this girl that I liked. And I told her, she, we were talking one day and she was like, something about Tender Love, she was going to call and see if she could get it played on the radio. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a dope song. She's like, oh my gosh, I love that song. I love it so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I was like, word. I was like, man, I could play it. Barely. I don't know why I said that just flowed out of my tongue, flowed out of, out of my mouth onto my tongue into the atmosphere. I said I could play it. 
meaning on the piano, because we got a piano at the house, right? Problem was I couldn't play it. <laughs> and so I basically dug myself a hole. She was like, oh, for real, you can play it? She's like, oh, I would love for you to play it for me over the phone. Word. <laughs> so what I do is, Balaam, later that night, she called one of her friends, and then they called me on the three-way. Shout out to three-way phone calls. Bail out, you, you might be a little too young for three-way phone calls. You don't remember middle school, you know, calling a girl and then you, or let's say you like a girl, but you don't want to be on the phone with her by yourself. So you call your boy and then y'all be on the phone together or vice versa. Her and her friends call you three-way Brayla. Come on, man. That was, that was literally before your time. Literally, you don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about that era. So she called a friend and she was like, yeah, she was like, I called you because I wanted you to play tender love for me. I, and again, I couldn't play it. So I was like, hold on a second. So I had to think of something real fast. It's one of two things I could do. I could either play the tape and try, because I had the, the the cassette single. I could either play the cassette single and try to fool her, or number two, I could go get my cousin Mike. <laughs> so I went and got my cousin Mike. Went upstairs, got Mike, told Mike to be quiet. I said, hey man, I need you to play Tender Love. Mike could play it. So he got on the piano, started tickling the ivories. Bella, the rest is history. Come on, man. Y'all, you, 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 your, your music doesn't do that. There's no, there's no, you ain't playing no instruments in your house to impress no girl that <laughs> on your music. You're just not. Yeah, you, you unless you got auto-tune at your house, because y'all use a lot of auto-tune now. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm dumping on your RB. It just ain't touching mine. That's all. So I mean, like you shouldn't have called me out, but I, I got, I got to, I got to tap you a little bit. I got to, uh, uh, tap you a little bit. Um, next song. Uh, as many of you know, maybe you don't know, uh, Baylor is a huge, huge, huge fan of one Michael Joseph Jackson. Now, Michael has a younger sister, Janet. You may have heard of Miss Jackson if you nasty. Uh, Janet had a song called Let's Wait a While. Check it out. There's something I want to tell you. There's something I think that you should know. It's not that I shouldn't.
Now, the memory I had on this song, <laughs> I was dating this girl, and I was in like, I want to say seventh grade, I think. Yeah, I think it was seventh grade. I was dating this girl named Lodja. Shout out to Lodja. I, I know I haven't seen Lodja. I don't, I don't think I've seen Lodja since we graduated high school, but shout out to Lodja wherever you are. Hope you're doing well, you and your family. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I'm dating her, and we, you know, typical seventh grade relationship, you know, we dated Oh, a good, strong two and a half weeks, you know, that's a long time, Baylor. And so what happened was she wanted to break up. And in the process of wanting to break up, she wanted to make sure that let's wait a while was playing in the background. So as she's talking to me, she's like, look, you know, I don't think that this is something we should be doing. I think we just just be friends. I really don't want to be in a serious relationship. And I hear her talking and I'm listening. And then she stops talking and then all here is she rewinds the tape. <laughs> Our entire conversation, Baylor, consisted of her talking, stopping the tape, rewinding it, and then playing it again as she broke up with me. So now, you know, this is new to me. I'd never been dumped before. And to get dumped to less wait a while, I mean, that was that was special, Bill. That was, I mean, like that's a memory that's that's like right here. Like you don't ever forget that. And so naturally, when the song comes on, I laugh because I that's my memory of that song. Like, Bailey, you don't have those kind of memories. Your music, your music, your music doesn't last long enough for you to give these kind of memories. Um, what else? What else? Oh, oh, man, listen, we had <laughs> at, at my high school, Wilson High School. I remember going to uh, a dance. We would have dances after home football games and sometimes home basketball games that landed on that, that, you know, happened on Friday nights. And so we had a basketball game. I, I think, I can't remember who we played against, but we won or whatever. We won by like three or four points. It was a good game. Everybody was in there chilling. So we, I remember we went to the commons area where the dances were. So we leave the dance and you and for our dances, you had to get dressed up. You had to not dress up. You had to have on a shirt, college shirt, tie and slacks. And so I remember <laughs> I remember we had this point guard um, point guard named Terry. He was nice too. Terry had he had handles. He had a nice pull up. Jay could shoot the three. Nice point guard. Real nice point guard. I, th- I don't think he could dunk, but he, he had hops. Well, he was kind of short, but he, he had hops, too. Anyway. I distinctly remember we were at the dance and the DJ put on this joint right here. Keith Sweat, How Deep Is Your Love? Check it out.
So the DJ's playing How Deep Is Your Love. Terry stands in the middle of the dance floor. This girl who I guess had been checking for him or whatever like that, she comes up, she she kind of whispers to him, whatever like that. So she asked if she could dance. Terry had on this long trench coat and bailing. Terry whips open the trench coat and puts his hand behind his back. And the girl proceeds to kind of grab him and she's dancing with him, but Terry's not moving. And what that told me, that he had this look in his face and this look, that look was just like, I'm too, I'm so cool. I ain't even gonna dance with you on how deep is your love. I'm just gonna hold my jacket behind my back and you gonna dance with me. And I'm gonna let everybody know just looking at me that I'm the starting point guard here, Wilson. I'm dope. And this girl is dancing with me to How Deep Is Your Love, which was one of the dopest songs of that particular year. And it looked cool. And, and you can't look cool like that unless you know you were in that era. And Bailey, y'all just you 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 can't compete with that. You can't compete with Terry. You can't compete. Shout out to Terry. Wherever you are. I ain't seen Terry in years. I'm pretty sure he's still nice. He still got handles. Um, and shout out to Boti because I know what Boti hears is Boti knows Terry. Um, but yeah, I never forget that. I never forget every and every time I hear every time I hear that song and, and if I'm in my hometown, I think about Terry, how cool he was, and he was just like, I'm so cool, I ain't even got to dance with you. <laughs> I'm starting point guard on the basketball team, and I'm not even gonna dance with you. I'm just gonna hold my trench coat and you're gonna dance with me. Um, I would be remiss if I did not play one of the best love songs to come out in the eighties by a little guy named Prince Rogers Nelson. And that song is Adore. Check it out.
Now, Baylor, I know you like Michael, and we're not going to turn this into a Michael Jackson versus Prince uh, discussion, but Baylor, Michael Jackson don't have an Adore in his catalog. He just doesn't. Now, he's got a whole bunch of, he got Dirty Diane, he's got a whole bunch of stuff in his catalog. But a love song like this, I mean, I guess you could say, can't help it, I guess, maybe, you know. Mike, I mean, Mike, and don't get me wrong, I love Mike. Mike's got some jams, he's got a bunch of bangers. But slow jams, like the Adore, until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You are my heart and mind, truly adore you. If God one day struck me blind, your beauty I'd still see. Come on, man. That man said, if God took away my vision, I would still see how beautiful you are. Listen, when a door comes on, Baylor, the only thing that matters is you had to be listening to it. You had to be up under the covers at the crib on the house phone and voice all deep. You got your foot on the on the wall. Your, t- your body's tangled up in the cords. You ain't never been tangled up in the cords, Baylor. Come on, man. Never. Come on, what are we talking about? Prince said, I was rapping till the sun came up. Baylor, you've never rapped till the sun come up. <laughs> None of your music allows you to rap till the sun come up. You don't even know what rapping is when he says, I rap till the sun came up. I ain't talking about spitting bars. He's talking about spitting game, like too much game. Shout out to Uncle Dolomite. Come on, man. What are we talking about here? Bailey, you're, you're not touching this. And again, I didn't want to have to touch you up, but I had to, man, because you've been asking for this. You, you sent too many darts my way, so I, I got to send a dart at you. Um, Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, Oh, listen. Who could forget <laughs> one of the jam of all jams? Uh, Roger. Zap. Computer love. I wanna 
Come on, man. What are we talking about? I, I mean, this song right here has got so many memories. You remember in Minister Society when this got played? And that was later on. But I'm just talking about just memories. This song used to get dedicated all the time on The Quiet Storm, man. There may have been one or two people to have dedicated this song to a young 12 Kyle. I'm not going to call any names because I'm sure they're going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Come on, Bill. What are we talking about? Nobody's dedicating any of these songs that you listen to on, on dedication hour. Do they still even do a dedication hour? Do, do they? Okay. I don't even know if they still do a dedication hour, but if they did, nobody's dedicating not one song from your playlist to anybody, but computer love. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Bailey, you, 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 we ain't in the same league, Baylor. We're not in the same league. We're not in the same league. Great R&B fan, brother, but you, no, 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 you're not doing it. You're not doing it. Um, and I got, I got two more, two more. Um, let's see. Oh, are you familiar with the name Larry Graham? Bill, I know that you are, but maybe some of your friends aren't. So maybe some of the people listening to this podcast aren't. Uh, Larry Graham was the basis for Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, he was the founder and leader of Graham Central Station. And some of you younger people may know him as Dennis Graham's brother, which would make him Drake's uncle, right? Yeah, Drake, the dude from Canada that does the singy, rapidy raps. The guy who y'all said was the king of the game or whatever he's more than just you know drake's uncle long before he was drake's uncle uh larry graham penned a song called one in a million let me let you take a listen
Now, Baylor, I'm going to share something personal with you, dog. This song right here, <laughs> this song right here, listen, back in the day, and I'm going to take it to the 90s in this story. I'm going to take it to the 90s, early 90s. Back in the day, there was this girl that I liked, right? Remember, do you remember um, voice messages and voice answer machines? Might have been a little bit before your time. But back in the day, what you would do is when people had an answer machine, they had a physical machine with the tape, you would leave them a message. Well, I was liking this girl and she knew I could sing. And I remember one day she had asked me to sing a song and I sang One in a Million by Larry Graham, right? And so one day I called her. She didn't, I called her dorm. She didn't answer the phone. So I left it on a voicemail, me singing One in a Million. And Baylor, when I sang that song, she just melted. She just melted in the puddle. Now that, that girl who I sang that song for eventually would become the woman that I would marry and have kids with, my wife, Sharice. Now, I know you and Marcy have been together a long time. Shout out to Marcy. Uh, but, Bella, I don't know if you've got a song in your playlist that makes Marcy melt. I don't know. I you know, Maybe you can tell me. Maybe you don't. But I literally saw this woman just turn to a puddle. <laughs> you ain't making no puddles over there with your music, Bella. What are we talking? What, what are we doing? Why are we here? Why are we here? And last but not least, man, I, I, I'm, I might as well just go out with a bang. I mean... This song right here, when you hear the birds chirping in the background, you already know what it is. New edition. Can you stand the rain? Come on, man.
again, what are we talking about here? <laughs> this song has so many memories, man. I the video, the song, I mean, like this was this was this is the song. This is the premier song from the premier group of the 80s and new edition. And I've always said this and I've maintained this. New edition is my version of the temptations. The temptation, my dad's favorite group, new edition is my favorite group. And I don't think nobody's touching. I don't think the temptations touch new edition. Honestly, we're keeping it a bean, keeping it in the book, keeping it a thou, whatever you want to call it. They're not touching new edition. This song right here resonates generation after generation after generation. Baylor, you don't have anything in your catalog like this. You don't have anything in your catalog like this. And I mean, like, again, in conclusion, Baylor, you tried. <laughs> you tried, but I had to touch you up, man. I mean, well, I don't even know why I had to go to this. Because here's the thing, folks. Baylor has sent subtle jabs at me over the year, over this past year, and I let it slide. I let it slide. I was like, ah, okay. And the last one, you know, called my name out. Because, you know, I'm like the old rapper. I'm like the old rapper. Like, you can diss. You can throw subliminals at But if you call my name, you know, it's like, what's that guy? What's that guy? Candyman? You call Candyman? Yeah, he's going to show up. So, yeah. He called my name. He's like, 12 Kyle. I got da 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 da. Okay. Okay. Again, sometimes your little brother, you got to jack him up. You know, my mom ain't looking. You got to jack him up, touch him up a little bit. You ain't trying to hurt him. I ain't trying to hurt him. Again, I got love for the guy. This is my, this is my brother. But, you know, his, his R&B ain't, it ain't touching me. Y'all see that. And, and I, by all means, when you finish this podcast, go listen to his episodes. Um, it's called BTG for President. He's got a bunch of the episodes where he's talking about his R&B. Great podcast, great listens. He gives you some great snippets of some really, really, really good music. Really dope music. But the reality is the music ain't touching mine. That's all. It ain't, it ain't touching mine. And you know what? On his last episode where he talked about R&B, he said, you know, I probably can't compete with 12 Kyle because he's got, you know, he's 10 years older, older than me. And yeah, he's right. So I... I can tap in. I ain't touched the. I ain't touched the seventies. Ain't even fair. It ain't even fair, right? And the nineties. I mean, I, I would just be. He would just be a punching bag if I pulled in the nineties. I mean, but I, I stuck with the eighties. But I ain't even. I ain't even go to the Freddie Jacksons and the Renee and Angelas or, or none of, or the Midnight Stars. I ain't even touched none of them. I can stay in the eighties. I can stay between eighty four and eighty seven and just casualties. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing I will say, to quote the great Clubber Lang in the movie Rocky, Baylor, you don't want to respond. And my quote from Clubber Lang goes as follows. In case he get up, I got a lot of more. <laughs> so, Baylor, if you get up off the canvas from this beatdown, in case you get up and you want some more smoke, I got a lot of more. I got a lot of more. <laughs> But hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Be sure to follow and subscribe on YouTube. That way you can watch us. Every uh, every episode has a YouTube uh, video. Um Follow me on the socials, 12 Kyle on Twitter, Twitter X, uh, Instagram, 
uh, 12 Kyle podcast on Twitter X, Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok on TikTok as well. Put clips on TikTok as well. Uh, make sure that you subscribe, hit the like button on YouTube. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you want to shoot us a couple of dollars. Hey, I ain't turning down nothing but my collar. Dollar sign T W E L V E K Y L E. Again, that's going to do it for me. This has been another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. On this one, I just sent out a subtle warning. Bill, don't tease your brother because your brother will hit back. <laughs> Again, that's going to do it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's. Cheers.